Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm gonna show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. The Premed Year, session number 447. Hello, and welcome to The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to The Pre-Med Years. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I go on a little bit of a rant today because I got frustrated this weekend with some negativity on Instagram. I love debating. I love opposite views. I hate attacking people and being attacked. But hey, that's part of what it comes with being a personality, I guess, being out on Instagram and sharing my thoughts. What's interesting is I've shared this post before, once or twice before, uh, and for some reason, a post that I did triggered a lot of people. And so, yeah, so I had some fun in discussing things with people. And then we posted another post, again, one that I've posted before, and again, triggered more people. And really what it comes down to at the end of the day is insecurity, There are a lot of people who are insecure about their abilities and about their journey that they feel that when I give out optimism, that I'm attacking them. Now, I don't know if that's always the case, but that's my assumption. I'm not a psychologist, but I do play one on TV. I, I, and and there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's just, that's human nature, When we feel attacked, we go on the offensive. And so I don't blame people for being offended by what I wrote on Instagram. You can go check it out. I didn't take anything down. But what I do blame is is this mentality of like, Dr. Gray needs to apologize or Dr. Gray needs to change what he talks about. No, I won't apologize. I say what I say. I mean what I mean. And yes, I have taken some stuff down because I realized it crossed uh, a, a line that maybe I shouldn't have crossed. I do take stuff down every once in a while, but the things that I posted this past weekend, I did not take down. You can go check them out. Um, 
it's about having a plan B and things on gap years and making sure that you you stay plugged into the medical world and, and don't unplug too much. That one, I, I agree, lost a little bit of context in the meaning, but it's still there for, for all to see. So I went on a little bit of rant in this episode to, to really answer the question because a lot of people are like, well, what do you tell people who have applied seven times and have spent their life savings applying? And my answer is they should figure out that maybe they're not cut out for medical school. It's not my job to tell you you're not cut out for medical school. It's only your job. It's your job to be self-aware and to reflect. And that's what we talk about today. I wanna talk about the MCAT Minute for one second, brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. If you haven't yet taken all of the courses that you think you're gonna need for the MCAT, should you register for it and take it? If you know you're not gonna be able to schedule some of these courses, should you register and take it? And the answer is potentially, right? You have to be, again, coming back to self-awareness, you have to be self-aware enough to understand your specific situation to know if you are going to be able to spend the extra time to self-study the content that you wouldn't have taken in a course in, in undergrad. And so you need to make that determination. A lot of you out there are looking for the answer. And, and if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know that I always put it back on you. I can't tell you what is right or wrong for you. Only you can answer that. And I hope that gives you freedom, right? It, it, it gives you a sense of, of, of power because it's you that are, that's making these decisions, not someone telling you, you can't apply to medical school. You shouldn't apply to medical school. You can't do this. You can't do that. I'm the opposite of that. So as you go through this process and you're getting ready to take the MCAT, only you can be sure if you're ready to take the MCAT, if you are missing biochem or you're missing physics too or whatever it may be, do some research, find out what content is on the MCAT from courses that you may not have taken and see if you can self-study. I'll leave you with that for the MCAT Minute brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. Go check them out, blueprintmcat. Dot com. Let's go ahead and jump into my rant and see if we can get some more uh, angry messages from some people. And, and if you didn't notice, I'm a very sarcastic person. So you, you, you get me in all of my authenticity. I hope you enjoy this one. I want to go on a little bit of a rant based on some things that have happened on Instagram lately with some of my what is supposed to be motivational uh, kind of content. I, that people have now all of a sudden said, I'm toxic and lots of other things. So let's talk about the biggest question and really how I wanna direct this discussion is how do you know when it's time to quit? Now this is perfect for non-traditional students because you potentially are already in a situation where the, the odds are stacked against you. And for a traditional student, you may have struggled in undergrad, you may have lacked activities for one reason or another, maybe you applied once or twice and you haven't gotten in, when do you know when to quit? Now, I have said all along that you shouldn't have a plan B. If you Google, I'm not going to provide you this research, it's very easy to Google, is plan B detrimental to plan A? 
you will find plenty of research out there that says yes. From a human psychology standpoint, if you are sitting there going, I really want to be a doctor, but it's okay if I don't get in because then I can just do. If I don't get into medical school, then I'll go and do. If I don't make it into medical school, that's okay. I'll be happy doing X. When I say don't have a plan B, I mean don't think about not getting in to medical school. Yes, getting into medical school is hard. I am never, I'm never saying it's not hard to get into medical school. Yes, each individual person out there has your own struggles, your own sacrifices that you need to make, your own obstacles in your way. I'm not denying any of that. I'm not invalidating any of your own journeys. What I am saying is, if you want to go to medical school, figure out how. I talk to students all day, every day. It's what I do, right? In case you didn't notice. It's because I get to talk to so many students that I understand that there are people from every walk of life who want to be physicians. They're traditional students walking their journey into medical school straight from undergrad. There are non-traditional students who struggled in undergrad for one reason or another, had to do a post-bac or an SMP or whatever master's program they did to prove that they are academically capable to get into medical school and they get in. There are career changers out there because they have finally figured out what they want to do with their life and that's to be a physician, and they are now going back to school to get their prereqs, take the MCAT, get their extracurricular activities to prove to themselves that this is what they want, and applying to medical school. And then there are the non-traditional career changers who have lived with regret for the last 10 years, 15 years, 20 years of their lives, knowing that they wanted to go to medical school originally, and they were told they couldn't do it. They doubted themselves because they didn't think they could do it. Or for whatever reason, life just got in the way. They had families. They had responsibilities. They sacrificed medical school for those other things. And now that life has allowed them to do what they want to do, they are now back to being a pre-med student and on their path to medical school. When I tell students don't have a plan B, I mean, if you wanna be a doctor and you don't get in the first time, you don't get in the second time, you're self-reflecting the whole time, figuring out why you're not getting in, and you realize that you are smart enough, your grades show it, you are good enough on the MCAT, your score shows it, You've put in the work to get your extracurriculars, to prove to yourself and to prove to schools that you want this. And there's just something missing in your application. Well, figure it out, ask for help, and get into medical school. Yes, there are people, shocker, that will never get into medical school. You never hear me say that. It's a given. I'm not, I'm not insane, right? 
I'm not completely unrealistic to think that a 1.0 student who who can't get higher than the minimum score on the MCAT, who has never stepped foot in a hospital or clinical environment, will get in medical school. That person will never get into medical school. I don't need to say that. What I need to say and what my message is, and if you don't like it, stop watching this video, stop listening to these podcasts, is that if this is what you want, and you are somewhat capable of proving academic capability, right? You don't have to have a 4.0. If you are somewhat capable of having a good MCAT score, you don't need a 5.20. If you are capable of putting, spending time in a clinical environment, putting that work in, in a clinical environment, proving to yourself that you want to be a physician, then you can probably get into medical school. If you watch any of my application renovation videos, there are amazing students out there being rejected every single day. Why is that? Well, that's because they didn't know what the heck they were doing in terms of at least what I tell you to do. And you don't need to pay me a dime to hear what I want you to do. Go watch those videos. Go listen to my podcasts. Right? I don't, I don't want your money. When you are on this journey and you understand, yes, I'm capable of being a physician. Yes, I want to be a physician. Then no, you should not have a plan B. Meaning, I'll settle for nursing. I'll settle for PA. I'll settle to to go to nursing to become an NP. I'll settle for whatever. Right? And when I say I settle for, I'm not demeaning those other careers. We need all healthcare professionals. I'm just talking, if you want to be a physician, then be a physician. Don't settle or you may regret it later on. And regret is something I don't want you to live with because I get emails from students all the time who have lived with regret and are finally back on their journey and happy. And yes, there are people out there who right today, they want to be a physician, but their life circumstances don't allow them to chase that dream. That's not having a plan B. That's just knowing that I can't do it right now or ever maybe. That's giving up on your plan A. That's not having a plan B. When you figure out that this is what you want, go for it with all of your effort, with all of your might. Sacrifice where you can. If you're telling me that you have responsibilities and bills to pay and food to put on the table, guess what? I have a story for you from lots of different people who have sacrificed everything to do this. They've gone on food stamps to make sure food continues to get on the table. They've moved back in with their parents to reduce their their bills and debt burden so that they can afford to go back to school. They sacrifice because this is what they want. Medicine is hard, and there are lots of barriers that I don't agree with in the path to medical school and residency and beyond, but it's hard for everyone. And it should be hard for everyone. 
Financial barriers aren't hard. Those are just ridiculous, right? The cost of applying to medical school is ridiculous. And I'm hoping with Mapped, my my software platform, that we can change that in the future. We have some some big audacious plans for Mapped to potentially help with the application process costs. I won't go into that now, but there there are things I completely disagree with in this process. Struggles and obstacles and barriers that shouldn't be there. What should be there is that it should be hard. When I say hard, I mean effort from you. You need to work for this. I am 1000% not a everyone gets a trophy person. Unfortunately, a lot of people in society are. And if you are one of those people, good for you. I am not. If you don't like that, too bad. I think children need to learn that failure is inevitable. I have failed many times on this journey. You will fail many times on this journey, and that's okay. The cliche saying it's not how many times you fall down, but whether or not you get up or how many times you get up is very true. And so, yes, I think students should be putting in effort to get clinical experiences to prove to themselves that they want to be physicians. You cannot go to medical school, should not go to medical school, in my opinion, and it's proven time and time again from students emailing me saying, I have a 520 and a 4.0 and I didn't get into medical school. You should not get into medical school just because you have good stats. You need to prove to yourself that you want to be a physician by, guess what, spending time with patients and taking care of patients. You have to enjoy that because guess what? That's what medicine is. You have to make sure you understand and enjoy the role of a physician where most of your time isn't spent with patients. Shocker. It's arguing with insurance companies. It's putting data entry into electronic medical records. It's interacting with your colleagues and having really intellectual conversations, which is great but it's not patient care. Many of you have ridiculous thoughts of what medicine is, but you're really good students and you've never explored it. Guess what? You shouldn't go to medical school yet. So off on a wild tangent, when should you give up? When should you give up? And that answer is, I don't know. You want me to tell you that everyone should give up if they don't get into medical school the first time, right? What about the people who apply and apply and apply and they don't get in and they're depressed? I I can't, I can't control that, right? I'm not the one that tells you when you should give up. You need to know your own limitations, whether it's financial, whether it's time or mental health, or physical health for that matter. You need to know your own limitations. I have, a, I have a message sitting in my Instagram direct messages right now that I haven't responded to yet. A student has applied multiple times across 10 years and is wondering what they should do next. And you know what my answer will be? If this is what you want, then you should go for it. And yes, obviously, we need to dig in. What's your GPA? What's your MCAT? What is the core root, the root problem of you not getting in? 
I obviously can't address those in a social media post, right? But they exist. You need to figure that out for yourself. And so if you're out there upset that Dr. Gray said, I could get into medical school, but I can't, well, that means you need to reflect on your journey, understand what your limitations are, and either fix those limitations by sacrificing in one way or another, delaying this journey so that you can work on whatever those limitations are, or pivot and give up the dream of being a physician and go do something else that is okay. And I hate to use the word give up because it's a negative connotation to it, but it, it means just, just letting go, understanding. You know what? I really want to be a physician, but I know with my anxiety, my mental health is going to just hit, hit the, 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 the dumpster fire, right? And I'm just not going to be happy because of the work, the stress, the time commitment, the responsibility, whatever it may be, it's just, it's not in the cards for me because I know who I am. If you struggle from an academic standpoint, you go, you know what? I've always wanted to be a physician, but I just, for whatever reason, I've put in the work, I've gotten tutors, I've gotten all the help possible, and I just, I can't get good grades. You should probably move on. If you're struggling with the MCAT, there's a, a weird caveat with the MCAT because the MCAT is its own test all by itself. I believe that the MCAT is the hardest test on this journey. And if you are going through this journey and you have great grades and you are terrible at the MCAT, there are still options for you. The Caribbean potentially is a very good option for you because you've proven you can, you can do well in classes. You just can't do well in the MCAT. Step one, step two, step three, your, your medical licensing boards are going to be very different tests than the MCAT. If you are not willing to sacrifice on this journey, then this journey's probably not for you. And I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that comment, but it's true. I understand there are people out there with responsibilities who won't sacrifice, who think that they can't sacrifice. And, and that's just, that's their situation. But I'm telling you, I've seen it all. I've seen students from every walk of life, from every individual situation, do what they need to do to get in to medical school. And if they can do it, you can too. It just needs to start with you believing that you can do it. Maybe thinking outside the box a little bit to figure out how to do it. Maybe understanding that it's not gonna happen now or next year, but maybe two years or three years down the line. But if this is what you want, don't give up on that dream until you and you alone realize that either you can't do it or you don't want it anymore. All right, there you have it. When should you quit? When should you not? That's the question. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope it motivates you. And for some of you, you might not have liked the, the message, but uh, 
that that is my message and I'm sticking to it. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years. This is MedEd Media.